Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back to episode number eight of Musical Theatre Mixtape. We have a wonderful guest this week. <laughs> this week is Kerry Ellis. You may know her from Wicked, We Will Rock You, Wonderland... Oliver, she's done it all. She's done so much. And this is going to be the last episode of season one of this podcast. So what a way to end it. After after this episode, we'll take we'll take a couple of weeks off and then we will be back with a bang for season two. So let's get underway with Kerry Ellis's musical theatre mixtape. Welcome, Kerry Ellis. Hello, how are you? Very good. This is exciting for us all. Well, it's nice, isn't it? It's just it's a bit of a change for lockdown, isn't it, for us to chat is, and yeah. to, to do something nice. <laughs> <laughs> something not too pressured. Yeah, and yeah. Easy going. Well, it's, you know what, it's certainly kept me going. I mean, doing, doing the, you know, Keep Calm and Carry On, my podcast over this lockdown has just has been a godsend it really has just to have something to to focus on and just to not you know just to, to feel like we have control over something you know because it's been yeah a bit, yeah definitely it's been a bit crazy <laughs> <laughs> you can say that again <laughs> anyway i think we'll just get straight down into it we'll have a chat as we go but we'll start right. with the question so the first question we're going to ask you is how did you get into musical theater so I grew up um, just locally. I went to a local dance school, um, you know, doing kind of ballet, tap and modern. And I did that from like a, the age of about four. And then I think it was just a natural path for me. I knew I wanted to perform. I loved singing and dancing. I loved doing local shows and local pantomimes. And I was always in the school play, whatever it was. I was always annoying everyone and singing and dancing in the assemblies. and. <laughs> And it was just, I just knew I loved it and I wanted to perform and I didn't know quite how it would work out, but I knew that that was my passion and that was the path I was going to take. And then college followed and then musicals followed and the rest is out there. <laughs> yeah. The rest um, is history. So <laughs> what was the first musical that you remember seeing, whether it was a professional production or uh, amateur dramatics production or whatever? Well, I, I, my parents used to take me to various pantomimes and local shows. Um, 
but I, the, the first vivid one that, that's the most vivid memory is, is Les Beers. I remember getting taken up to London. We lived in Suffolk in a tiny little sleepy village and not much went on there. And, and my parents took me on the train up to London to see Les Mis for my 13th birthday. And I remember such a big deal. We went out and we shopped and we had lunch at, um, at Garfunkel's, I even remember yes. it, you know, having those <laughs> terrible chips and like, yes. you know, and, I, and it was such a big deal. And then we went to see Les Mis and I remember just having the wind knocked out of me and just being like, this is what I want to do. This, I need to be a part of this in some way. And, and that's probably the, the most, um, the most show, the show that had the most influence I think on me and it has ever since you know to then go on and actually be in the show years later and to be in the film and to you know sing those songs has, has been incredible of course you wanted it to be part of your life and it, it really was and it really was <laughs> and you know I, it, I was meant to it's funny I had a couple of um early uh, auditions for Lamey's like once in college and then a couple of years later and I you know got to various stages I did a, a workshop with the show and I never quite got there never quite got it and I'm a big believer in when it's your time to do something you know everything aligns and if I'd have done it when I was perhaps at college I perhaps wouldn't have got to play Fontaine and you know so I think it, it will happen for a reason and I played it at the right time and I'm grateful definitely definitely everything that happens for a reason so yeah I if you didn't so. get it the first time around then there was obviously a reason for it yeah I love things like that though I love you know I love careers that sometimes you don't get a job but then something else comes along yeah I think that our business is all about that you know you can't really predict or control how it's going to happen you can't get too held up on one thing because maybe that one thing isn't right for you absolutely and then maybe we'll have a virus and we'll all go into lockdown no one will know what's (laughs) going on (laughs) imagine that imagine that Oh, we'll get onto the actual mixtape questions now and start making your your playlist, your mixtape. So question number one, what is your favourite overture? Um, I have about five. <laughs> talk us through them. You can talk us I through them. I have about five. Well, I mean, let me obviously go to that saying because you can't not hear that dum, 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 and not have, you know, uh, goosebumps. I mean, that's just the yeah. best overture ever. And also, it's an overture I've never got sick of hearing. Um, I also fell in love with, um, with the My Fair Lady opening overture because again it was my first big show so for me that was it was it was so magical to hear that and and just I was overtures are such um an emotional thing for me because it you you hear the overture and it gets you your adrenaline going it kind of gets everybody excited and it's it is the start of it but so I, I any overture really gets me going um and also Miss Saigon again mm. is just a winner um and probably wicked would be up there as well um all the shows that i've been in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and lastly probably we will rock you again just because hearing the the opening of innuendo i mean and hearing freddie come in it's like bellowing over the dominion has just always you know set something going in me so um Mm. yeah probably those (laughs) sorry i didn't have one (laughs) if you had to pick one if i had to could you could you even pick one uh, well, no, but if if I have to, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe 
let's go in let's go we will rock you let's go we will in rock you. lovely <laughs> we'll go with that if i was held that was such down. A part <laughs> of <life> as well <laughs> yeah it was it was and even now when i hear that beginning that rumble you know uh and i hear innuendo it takes me back you know it really yeah. takes me back to that time so question number two is yes. a song from a show that reminds you of your childhood um well it would have to be um <laughs> i've got a good answer and then i've got a funny answer so i've got my my funny answer my well, my proper answer would probably be over the rainbow because i did um i did the wizard of oz when i was um about 10 at the Woolsey theater and i just i loved it you know it's my first kind of professional environment um, and I was mm. only a kid but just to experience not doing a show that was at my school or not doing a show that was my dance school you know actually in a proper environment um, with other people other artists I didn't know you know so probably you know anything in in the Wizard of Oz but what really reminds me of that show is the um is the witch's music, you know, when she's on. I mean, that's what reminds me, and it takes me back. And the irony, obviously, then years later, I get to play the Wicked Witch, you know, years, years, years later. So, probably that. <laughs> so, a combination of the two. <laughs> Question number three A song from your favourite musical? If you have one, this could be another Again, tricky one. I know, I have so many. <laughs> I have so many. Um, I, I mean, you know, No One But You is, is, is hugely important to me um, because it's it shaped my career in a way. Um, I've sung it all over the world. I've sung it in different um, setups, you know, obviously in the musical, with Brian, without Brian, with an orchestra, with, a, with just a guitar. So that's, that's a really important song for me. Um, but I guess something like, um, I love singing something like Memory because it doesn't matter, again, where you sing it in the world, everybody goes mental for it and it's such a powerful song. Um, so something maybe like that, so one of the two. <laughs> everyone knows it as well, whether they like musicals or not, everyone's going to know that song. Everyone knows it, yeah. It, you, so it's, it surprised me actually. Um, I, you know, for theatre fans, we all think that everybody knows Wicked. But something like Defying Gravity, again, when you sing that, in, in, when I toured with Brian and I sang a few Wicked songs um, in like Eastern Europe, I sang I'm Not That Girl, actually. And it was amazing how, it's, how people still connected with the song and how they still responded or gravity you know you can just, i sang it in japan and i sang it in um shanghai and i sang it uh where else have i like like all, all over the world and people still go nuts for it and i'm like oh my god you know I'm, I'm out of somewhere where nobody knows me um you know it is this song it is really powerful mm. exactly you're not green I'm not green, I'm not <laughs> flying. There's, you know, they don't know the show. So Gravity yeah. out, of, out of Context is, is quite a, it's a really kind of storytelling song. So to take that mm. out of context and make it land properly, um, <laughs> excuse the pun, <laughs> I, I think is, is tricky, you know, but it seems to work. People seem to go for it. So question number four is going to okay. be, a song from your favourite musical that you've done? 
Oh, I've probably answered that, haven't I? Um, well, I always loved, um, I always loved doing um, uh, A Fine Life from Oliver um, because it's, it's kind of the first time you meet Nancy. You know, it's the first time I would, I would enter the stage and then sing this song and you have a bunch of kids around you all really excited and all really, um, you know, full of life, full of character. And Drury Lane has a special place in my heart. So to, to enter, you know, looking, I would run along the top of a, of, a, of a piece of set and it was really high up. So I would run along and see like the whole, whole of Drury Lane and then to run down and sing that song. That was always a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw it, I think, I saw it when it was at Drury Lane. I saw it when Rowan Atkinson was... Fading. Oh yeah, I did it. I did it with him. Yeah. Oh really? Mm, okay. Yeah, just for a little while, a little crossover. How was that yeah. with him? Amazing. And, and we also had uh, Russ Abbott and Griff jones who were brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. So a fine life from Oliver. The comedy parts are the best, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Just to change it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, expects question... me to say gravity. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice to be a bit different, yeah. <laughs> Question number five, a song from the last musical you were in. Finding Wonderland was an epic track and, you know, Frank Wildhorn really knows how to write the tune. And what's been nice over, over lockdown is that he's got together all um, the companies that have been part of Wonderland um, all over the world. And they did one of the video, you know, the compilation videos. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's got mental. I think it was number one in Germany this week. And it's been really nice to do those kind of things. Um, but it, what was brilliant about Wonderland was that it introduced me to Frank. I'd not worked with Frank before. And uh, we did the show and I loved singing the music. And after the show, I went out to New York and we wrote some songs together. And it's, it just formed a fantastic creative relationship. So I'm really grateful to the show and, and that song and that, you know, it's, it's, it's a powerhouse song. It, again, it, it works really well outside of the show as well. I think I performed it a couple of times in various setups, one at West End Live. And again, it's not particularly, people don't all know it, but they, yeah. they can respond to it and it's really powerful yeah. and moving and it really gets you going. So probably that. Lovely. I actually have a fun story about Wonderland. Oh, do you? So, um, well, lots I of people do. <laughs> <laughs> I came to see it in Bromley with, when you were in it. Oh, did you? And I was there, I, you probably don't remember it, so many shows, but I was there the night that we, you had to stop the show because someone in the audience wasn't very well. Oh, was really not very well. Like, yeah, was not really, really not very well. Yeah, it was and, really... And um, I was sat in the row in front of them. I was quite near the front. And I just remember you suddenly like clocking that something was going on and looking out into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, it was just such a bizarre situation to be in. Yeah. And it was actually one of those moments where someone stands up and goes, is there a doctor I, in the I house? remember that. Oh. It's a kind of classic no. line, isn't it? And it's almost, it's almost like a carry on film that somebody kind of stands up and yeah. says that. But when it actually happens, the fear on everybody's face of, of what is going on, you know, this is, yeah. this is mental. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was, a bit, it was a bit of a crazy one, that. And obviously you don't know, you, you're waiting to hear and it's, you also have to show stop and then you don't know what's going on. And, yeah. yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite tricky. Not the first time and I'm sure it won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> Question number six is a song from a musical that you want to be in. Ooh, that's a great, 
That is a great question. Well, I've never been in Evita and it's on my list. I would love to do Evita. I'd also love to do The Baker's Wife and sing um, Meadowlark. I mean, that's a cracking song. Um, so, and later on in life, I'd like to do Sunset Boulevard and Gypsy and those when I'm older. <laughs> um, but I think for now, yeah, I think for now, maybe Meadowlark from The Baker's Wife might be a good one. I don't know much about The Baker's Wife. You know, it's one of those. It's one uh, of those. Meadowlark, obviously. Yeah, it's one of those shows that you kind of. Uh, if you always know what you're right for, you know, you kind of aware of shows that that you could play or the <clears throat> the roles that you could play. And obviously, it's not been on my radar for ages. I knew I knew about it, but it's just a really interesting story, and the songs are beautiful. And it's again, it's kind of a bit of an unsung um, gem. You know, it's not really it's not one of the massive musicals so I, you know no. that'd be quite interesting to have a go at. question number seven then a song from your least favorite musical a song, a song from my least favorite musical um we're getting into it here down to the oh, <laughs> oh no um um it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be your least favorite musical so, like that i don't like yeah it can be like a song a song from a show that you don't like that so i don't like there's always one yeah there is um i i always like to remember songs or i like to be moved by songs if a song is is there and it doesn't really do anything that annoys me but then i don't filler. remember them a space filler but it doesn't move the story on it doesn't you know it doesn't do anything and that just annoys me but then you don't remember them so anything that I don't really like just is kind of washed over me. It just kind of goes away. Um, I'm trying to think of a song that perhaps irritated me when I was in a show, but I don't think there is any because you're not really, you, I think when you're doing a show, you have to kind of embrace the show that you're in. So you can't not like something because it, it doesn't serve you. So you just yeah. kind of have to embrace it. And then when I finish the show, I kind of just walk away from it. So I don't, I don't take it, take the baggage with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to have a think. I'd have to come back to you, I think, on it. I'd have to have a think. Yeah, we can come back to that one at the end if you want. Yeah, let me come back. I'll have a, I'll have a think. So question number eight is a song from your Guilty Pleasure musical. Oh, I think it would have to be something like Legally Blonde because... <laughs> I remember seeing Sheridan Smith and just being blown away and I loved it. And I kind of loved the Bend and Snap song. Um, just because, again, it's really kitsch. It's really fun. It's something I probably wouldn't sing at a gig or something. So, it, I, <laughs> it's, I, I, but I secretly like to put it in. <laughs> I think Legally Blonde always has a special place in mine and Connor's hearts. It was our, think, one of our 30 musicals. Oh, was it? It is a guilty yeah. pleasure of Legally Blonde, isn't it? It's because it's yeah, so it fun. Is. It's kind of annoyingly fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would actually, that would probably be my most annoying song. The one where they, where they, uh, and this, and annoying for a different reason, where they skip. Whipped into shape. For, I, and the reason it annoys me, not because I don't like the song, because it annoys me that they can skip the entire time <laughs> through that song. And I wish I could do that. <laughs> I was one and of the sing, lucky ones. I and dance. I mean, who does that? <laughs> Nick Nick had to do it. You were one of the... Yeah, I was one of them. We did it, yeah. 
my I was gosh. lucky I got away with it. There was definitely some tears shed during, during oh the rehearsal process over that number. <laughs> that is just horrific, isn't it? That is horrific. Where do you yeah. breathe? Exactly. You don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> question number nine. And the final question of the mixtape like is, it. what is your favourite mega mix? <laughs> done many a mega mix um well rock you was amazing because we used to do rock you champions bow rap and that was it wasn't a mega mix but it was a brilliant end to a show i mean it was it was unbelievable to but <clears throat> to go and watch i mean you can't beat the end of mamma mia i mean it's just it's so fun it's kind of annoyingly fun but it's yeah. it's just brilliant and it gets people up on their feet I've done it in concert that kind of mega mix and people just love it and I just think it's so genius you know you've actually sat and probably listened to a big uh, a, a big selection of, of ABBA um, history and then you know at the end they then just whack out you know five six more songs and it's just like my god how brilliant these guys were you know just to have all these amazing tunes that that just hit home with people and get them on their feet and it's the perfect end to a show yeah it's so feel good you just you, well you can't help but get up and dance oh it's excellent and you can't help but come out singing them afterwards as yeah well, which is genius which is great <laughs> i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of abba but i have to say the songs are incredibly catchy like i they will are. I will find myself singing one of their songs yeah. and get annoyed at myself for doing yeah, it. Yeah, you can't help it. You can't help it. It's like they're, they're ingrained in our, in our history that we just all know them, whether we like yeah. it or not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that is the end of the mixtape. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them back now in order, as if I'm reading the back of the, the CD mixtape. See, see how you'd like to listen to it on a car journey okay. or something. Okay. So we're going to start off. After a lot of deliberation with the <laughs> We Will Rock You Overture. Yes, 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 yes. Followed by Somewhere Over the Rainbow, slash nice. the witch's music. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> just maybe tail off with it. Combine tail them, off with yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> Play Somewhere Over um, the Rainbow first and then just do the little yeah. noise at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Memory from Cats. Nice. Followed by A Fine Life from Oliver. Nice. Finding Wonderland from Wonderland. Mm. Meadowlark from The Baker's Wife. Good. A lovely legally blonde duo with Whipped Into Shape and Bend and Snap. <laughs> perfect. And ending it with the Mamma Mia Mega Mix. Oh, it's genius. That's perfect. That's a great mixtape. I like yeah, that. Kind of get a bit of like the ballads and then it goes into the like really fun upbeat stuff at the end. I quite like that. That's kind yeah. of clever without being clever. <laughs> <laughs> Whipped Into Shape, Bend and Snap and Mega Mix. Um, <laughs> Yeah, mega mix. To the, to the mixtape. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. That's fantastic. I definitely listen to that. I think I would. And I don't oh. listen to show <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for coming today, Kerry. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's lovely. Really sweet. I need time. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to the season one finale of the Musical Theatre Mixtape podcast. And thank you so much to everyone that has listened to the previous seven episodes. We've had a lot of fun making it. 
we hope that you've had a lot of fun listening we to have. it. And a laugh. We will be back with season two in a couple of weeks. So follow our Instagram and our Twitter to keep up to date with when we are back and who the season two episode one guest will be. Another big thank you to Carrie Ellis for joining us today. Um, while we're having a break, if you fancy another musical podcast, head over to Kerry's podcast, Keep Calm and Carry On. Absolutely, it's a great podcast. I highly recommend you go and listen to that after you've listened to all of ours, if you haven't already. So thank you very much for listening. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and see you in season two. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.